This is Music Mentality with Angie. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Music Mentality. My name is Angie, she, her pronouns, and on today's episode, we have Adam Brennan. He's this super cool dude living in Toronto, a badass guitarist, and he'll be diving into his experience working his way up in the music industry in the face of competition and imposter syndrome. To listen to Adam's music, follow him on his Instagram at adambrennan28. The reason I invited you here today is because I kind of wanted to get um, a deeper sense of where your music comes from, where your love of music comes from, and how it relates back to your personal life and your mental health journey. And, you know, that can be deep and that can be surface level. It's Mm -hmm. totally up to you on how you want to interpret that. All right, cool. I'm just going to start with the first question. Very simple question. What do you do and how long have you been doing it? Uh, I play guitar. Uh, I've been doing it probably since 2013, 2014. It is 2021 still, so it's been a while. Uh, I do either like kind of more like session work. I play like people like, can you play guitar on like a solo here? And it's like, yeah, sure. But recently I've been doing more uh, kind of live work where it's like a band will be like, hey, we need a guitarist. Can you fill in? It's like, yeah, for sure I can do that. And that's where I'm at right now. <laughs> is that ever intimidating? Having to like play for another band and like follow their creative process? Not really. I kind of like it. It's yeah, You don't have to really think. You just got to play what they want. It's easy. It's fun. Because performing really is the, the dream. That's where all the fun is, I find, for me at least. So really, I just like being on stage. <laughs> wow. Do you ever get stage fright? Not really. I don't get really stage right by by much. Like wow, that's like really fortunate. <laughs> like I'm a pretty extroverted person, and I still get super nervous right before I go on stage or right before I'm like speaking in front of a public. I still have to like recap everything, and I like get this sense of anxiety. But I know that lots of people don't get that, and it's really nice that I sense that you don't. Yeah, it, you know, I'm I'm happy to have it that way. My sister is the opposite, which is quite funny. Are you guys close? Uh, yeah, we're pretty close. Okay, yeah. cool. Older sister, younger sister? Older, yeah. Very nice. Does she play instruments too? Yep, she's actually the reason I got, like, I played guitar when I was really little, and then I just stopped out of nowhere. I guess I got bored or because I was a little kid, and I don't have the attention span. And then she played guitar pretty much consistently throughout, and then I was like, well, she's good at piano, and I kind of suck at it, so I'm going to have her teach me guitar and see if I can beat her at it, and it's kind of worked so far. <laughs> But she can destroy me in anything like theory and piano and actually just regular academics. So at least I have guitar. (laughs) It's funny that you say like beat her and stuff and and like that regard. It's like the classic sibling rivalry. It's just that kind of fun. No, I get that. I've got two older sisters. I get that. (laughs) Um, Do you see it being competitive in the music field with other artists though? Like not really. Because at the end of the day, you're gonna get the job more so based on your personality like yeah if you can play the stuff for sure but with like a band they'd rather be like a homie and you can like you can play their stuff than like be some next like guitar genius and but they're like i can't stand being around you 
And like a lot of the session work I've done is from buddies that I've met over the years being like, Hey, I have this song. I'll send it over to you like a demo. Do you think you can come up with like a little like guitar riff or lick within, you know, this time space and we need it by then. It's like, yeah, sure. I can do that. Cause I won't say no. Cause it's fun. <laughs> yeah. It is a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Back you up there. Um, have you ever run into like any difficulties or bad people that you might've worked with bad experiences? No, for the most part, it's been just mostly because because I do it with friends of like people I already know. It's all like okay, so like this is my buddy. Uh, I haven't had any bad experiences. It's just like yeah, cool. I can easily do this. Or, yeah, yeah. It's definitely a lot like easier when you know someone. You can kind of work off of their creative styles, and yeah, like birds with a feather flock together. So it's mm-hmm. nice to kind of um, bounce ideas off each other. But what happens if you run into someone who doesn't necessarily have the same genre of creativity as you? Um, you just kind of, at that point, go and be like, kind of figure out the style. Like, I have like such a wide kind of taste in music that it's, it's hard for me to be like, all right, I have no clue what to do here. It's like, I can usually, I have enough skills to make up, to make it seem like I know what I'm doing when I really have no clue what's going on. Uh, so it's rare that I'm like, I have no clue what to do in this situation. But I love that because it's kind of like winging it every time. A lot of improvisation from like what I'm hearing where you do have like um, a sense of understanding of the instrument, but you definitely do have your own creative twists onto what you do. So it's really nice to be able to like implement yourself in your music. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, genres of music. Is there one that has inspired you most? One that you work towards the most? Any artists? Um, for my like some stuff that I've been working on, like the side that who knows will ever surface. Cause it's like, it's not great. Like I'm awful at writing uh, stuff that isn't just guitar. Like I'm terrible at doing lyrics and that stuff, but a lot of like the guitar tones kind of comes from like Josh Holman and Troy Van Leeuwen with like that really heavy fat sounding guitar. That's just kind of like you hit one chord and it blows your face away. You're just like, geez. Um, that's just the personal stuff I do. And it's also kind of, kind of more punky. I've done some, stuff for my one artist friend uh, who goes by siren and it's more kind of floyd atmospheric psychedelic sounding which is like cool yeah i can play like gilmore and do some weird funky bends or harmonics whatever that's really cool that's really cool it's like really nice to have um like a wide palette of music that way you can be inspired from other people all the time like I'm not the kind of person to listen to only one art I do have my favorite artist but I'm not like the kind of person who'd only listen to one artist or one type of music because like there's so much things so many things you can learn from other uh genres other artists yeah so what do you think is like the most out of your comfort zone quote-unquote genre out of my comfort zone is probably like kind of like more so Mac DeMarco and Home Shake kind of style. It's more like that indie pop kind of bedroom rock. It's like, it's, I just think it's cool. Uh, I've always kind of joked about, I'm going to start up like a Mac to knockoff kind of band and call it like Addy B or something, just because it would be fun to do. And just out of my comfort zone, playing, playing with a clean guitar. It's just weird to me because I never do it. Do you like working out of your comfort zone? Uh, depends on my mood, I guess. Sometimes it's like, yeah, cool. Cause then like, you'll be playing and then you're like ooh, but what if I you know kind of get an inspiration to do this other route for like more so what I normally do uh, it all depends on the mood or what it actually sounds like kind of thing yeah it's okay honestly it's really 
really challenging to work out of your comfort zone sometimes like I love doing it I love a good challenge that being said sometimes when I take on too much of a challenge I don't see the goals that I want which can be so discouraging and then I'm like oh my god like I can't do this like I hate this like music is I'm disappointing it (laughs) so do you ever like get the sense that um you can't do something and when you do get that sense if you do get that sense do you keep trying until you get it or do you kind of like leave it alone and then move on to the next and take it as a sign that that might not be your thing um i never take it as a sign that might not be my thing it's, it's a lot of for me it's kind of like the imposter syndrome i deal with that a lot because it's like ah, i'll never be as good as like this player this this or this and then i just like every once in a while i gotta take a step back and just kind of play and be like okay i've come this far in this time frame like since since I started, it's like, well, I, I probably impressed me when I was 13 or 14 or whatever. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It can be really hard to, like, look back at your progress and, like, you got to do it. You got to do it because it's like, damn, I have come far. But it's really difficult to like, kind of remember how far you've really come. Yeah. Especially when we start comparing ourselves to other people. That can be, like, the hardest thing. Sometimes when I compare myself to others, it's like, like I'll be hearing a song and be like, wow, this is, like, like some pop hit from the 80s or whatever and it's just like wow this is so chill and like like it's not deep writing but like you got some major uh hooks that are just so catchy and you can't get rid of and they're you know at the time got like top 10 whatever billboard it's like this is cool uh my whole thought of you don't have to be great at like what you do to succeed you just have to care enough or show emotion in a way which I think is neat. Yeah, okay. And I find this with my friends a lot as well and me, um, perfectionism. It is so difficult to maneuver around perfectionism where you can be working on the same song for so long because you're like, wait, it's not perfect just yet. But meanwhile, you know, you're evolving too, you're growing. So like you're looking back at that song, obviously you're going to be seeing it differently than you did the previous day. But sometimes it's important to just like push things out and just do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm a huge fan of like punk music. That's just like, especially like, old punk where it's just, it's fast and it's sloppy. And so I, I very much kind of have to remind myself something like they made it and they suck at playing guitar. Like you look at the, <laughs> I want to be sedated guitar solo that uh, Johnny Ramone does. And it's really one note, but that's one of their biggest songs. So it's like, you just kind of have to take a breather and look, com- compare yourself to what you actually enjoy out of music. Yeah, and compare yourself to yourself too. I feel like that's like a pretty good thing, kind of what we talked about, comparing yourself to the progress that you've made. Like who who were you five years ago and who are you now and how far you come? You mentioned imposter syndrome. I kind of want to lean in more into that. How have you kind of, can you explain imposter syndrome first of all? And second of all, how has it come up in your music life and like every day outside of music life? Uh, imposter syndrome pretty much is like when you're like doing something and you're like, no, but I feel like a fraud, this, like, I'm a poser, I'm a fake, I can't do this, and then you're just, like, kind of, for me, I, that's when I take a step back and be, like, yeah, but why do you want to sound exactly like these other bands, like, you kind of, maybe you combine some things to, to have your own creativity, uh, it, it hit me, it hits me hard when, uh, I do, like, lyrics, because I'm always, like, nope, this, like, this is bad, no, on to the next, or whatever, uh, I really struggle with that kind of creative sense. Like I can easily do the music stuff compared to the lyrics because I've just never been really around that kind of sense of writing. Uh, so it's, that's where I, imposter syndrome really hits for me. Lyrics? Yeah, lyrics. Why? Lyrics is like 
one of the most vulnerable parts about the like music making process. I think that might be a part of it. It's just like not good enough. I'm not into it. Or like I'll be like, this is solid one day, and then I'll like read it the next and go garbage, hate it. Uh, try to figure that out again. And so it's like an endless loop of me being like, no, I don't like that, or kind of that's that vibe. I think that's totally a natural feeling, though. Like I feel like everyone must go through that at one point or another where they're like wait a second like is this how i'm feeling or is this how someone else is feeling like what am i truly writing down right now and why isn't it necessarily clicking it might be because you know you're writing it and you're loving it while you're writing it because that's how you're feeling in the moment but then tomorrow you're not feeling that way anymore and you're looking back and you're like wait that's not me anymore (laughs) But isn't it important to still push kind of through that and release that music anyways so that other people can get inspired from how a version of you was feeling when you were writing it? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, that does make sense. Um, yeah, it, that, that checks out. Like, it could be good. But at the same time, like, I'm, like I said, just creative writing in general. I'm so, like, I've never taken a class. Like, I didn't do great in English classes in high school or any kind of English courses. I've kind of just floated by with you know, basic grammar and I don't know, saying dude a lot. <laughs> so I don't really like that whole creative writing part is just a struggle because I don't really know how to do it. And so I got to learn. And sometimes I debate on taking like some extra like courses or whatever on creative writing, but I just never commit to it or haven't yet. Very interesting, but you do write lyrics then, right? Or at least you try to? Uh, every once in a while, I'll, I'll try. Like, if I'm like, okay, like, sometimes I really got to force myself to, to play guitar and, like, be like, okay, we're going to come up with, like, a song idea or well, while I'm playing, like, okay, let's let's build on this. Uh, and it depends on my mood. I'm like, if I'll just be happy with finding out, like, a guitar part and a bass part and kind of working that out. And then doing lyrics is always the last thought for me, at least. But when you hear, okay, I don't know um, what your previous collaborations were, but if you hear, for example, one of your friends wrote um, wrote up some lyrics, would you be able to hear the music from that? I mean, probably not right away. Like if I would be reading it, I'd be like, okay, like I get I get the vibe, or I'd talk to them, being like, okay, what's what's the vibe we're going for? And then if you gave me a while, I could probably come up with like some sort of song built around it. Uh, it all depends, though, like what they're looking for. But uh, yeah, if I had some friends that would just give me lyrics, that would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard to find like very specific niche um, strengths that people carry. Like I know some of my friends love writing lyrics, but cannot for the life of them write like actual instruments. Kind of like the whole like uh, Elton John and Bernie Toppin vibe yeah 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 no i definitely agree here's a trickier question in what ways have has your imposter syndrome helped you i don't know it's just kind of grounded me being like okay let's lose an ego a bit here because you suck at lyrics <laughs> i don't think you suck at lyrics that's so hard no but it's just like no it, it's it's good to keep you grounded in the sense of being like all right this is where i'm at right now not to be a jerk or think I'm like the greatest ever because I'm not and I never will be because no one will ever be um because it's so subjective uh so for me the the only time it's really helped me is just being like okay this is where I got to work on and this is where I'm currently at it it just gives me a little bit more of a frame of reference of what's happening with my uh my writing um yeah honestly it does 
humble us a little bit. I think you're being too harsh on yourself. I think you're better than you think. Especially because, you know, when I'm listening to other people's music and they're like, oh, like, this is just a, like a rough draft. Like, it's, it's, not the, it's not the official. Don't worry. Don't worry. And it's like, wait, that's actually really great. I would have definitely thought that that was the official final copy. And I feel like we're a lot more harsh on ourselves than we are on other people. Because, I mean, yeah, at the end of the day, like, our thoughts are so busy. We have so many feelings, so many emotions, so many, so many things to think of. So when we write lyrics we don't have that many words to use it's a song it's a three minute song so how are we supposed to really convey how we're feeling in those three minutes that can be a really difficult thing to do you really gotta be right to the point which i'm not very good at it's just kind of like this is me rhyming for three and a half minutes i'm not good at that either (laughs) i will write like a 10 page essay and then i'm like okay there's got to be like um like 200 words in there that can be a song (laughs) but um but that's the thing like because we're thinking so many things and we're writing down lyrics obviously we're not going to be fully 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 happy with them because because we we have so many thoughts and we can't really get that out onto paper so for example if you were to read me your lyrics i'd probably be like wow those are really good but for you you're like no because i'm still thinking this and this and this and this and i didn't have time to mention it that yeah especially for like i'll hear like a saying or a phrase and i'll be like that's that's cool i'm gonna see if i can figure something out just to throw that in there because i think it's some i don't know just a backing to like what that means for me personally because it's so subjective like any artist that tells you what a song is about is whack in the, in the sense of it, it's really for whoever is listening to it what they feel or like music translates so much to what you're feeling at that time or what you're going through so i think it's kind of weird to be like this is what it's about final answer it's, it should be only subjective i think at least do you have any songs that you kind of think back to and you're like hey when i was like i don't know 15 years old i interpreted it this way but now it's this way and it kind of like evolved even though the lyrics didn't uh definitely now that i'm on the spot can't think of a single one but there's (laughs) tons of them that i'd be like this 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 and it's like oh like once you looked at it through this like point of view perspective and it's just like completely different song different meaning for an example the um the song by Misfits, uh, Saturday Night, is just so, like, you listen to the like, lyrics and read into it, so gross. Like, it's just dumb. Not dumb, but it's, like, the first lyric is, like, there's 52 ways to murder anyone. And the fact that their whole fan base has turned that into, like, some huge romance song is so weird to me. But I think it is so cool. Like, like exactly to my point, it's, like, they're, they're, the song is for the audience has turned into this love song. But in reality, it's weird. It's a bit like, just because it's horror punks, but like horror movies or whatever, you know? Yeah, no, I do know. I literally, I know exactly what you're talking about because like some, I can't think of any music on the spot either. But sometimes I'll be listening to music and I'm like, oh, like this is what it's about. And then I'll read up on that song and what other people interpret it as. And I'm like, what? That is not for me. That is not what that was for me. So it is honest it's a beautiful thing though it can be frustrating for some people like sometimes you'll be singing about something you're like no no like this was my intention not that but on the other hand that's like such a beautiful thing the fact that there are so many different intentions that can go into the song and it's such a universal language that like your experience your personal experience is what kind of dictates what it's about you're gonna find whatever you want to find if you look hard enough in anything um which is kind of crazy you look at in the 70s or like 60s people like 
spinning records backwards to hear satanic messages. Oh my god, I know. I that's like that was a huge thing growing up. If you really listen hard, you can like, yeah, I can kind of hear them say something like there. But let's be honest, it's definitely not that. Like you're no. forcing yourself to hear things. It's the whole um Yanny or Laurel thing. It's whatever you hear. Yeah, it's exactly it. And it's kind of like that with all music, all life, honestly. Like when someone says, Oh, like I'm taking this as a sign to go do this. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. At the same time, you were looking for that sign subconsciously, you know what I mean? So same thing with music. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you'll find whatever you want in anything. Yeah, which is like such an interesting thing, which makes me like, <laughs> which makes music so much more interesting because there's a million different messages in it, like we mentioned. But that being said, um, do you have any inspiration that you apply in your daily life, not necessarily into music, but that you hear from other artists and other music? Um, Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, for sure. It, like it says, it all depends on my mood. Like if I'm feeling like a punk and I'm just like, doing whatever I'm doing, I will listen to punk music and kind of live by that being like, kind of like punk is so inclusive and it's kind of like be your own person, do whatever you want. Uh, and then like some days, like if it's a really nice summer day, I'm just walking around the city. I will hundred percent listen to all of Mac DeMarco's salad days, just smiling, walking along, just being like, I'm just part of this big thing. And it means nothing. <laughs> You're speaking to my soul right now. <laughs> first of all i love punk punk is honestly freedom like if it's synonymous with any other word i'd like to say it's freedom because it's just like expressing yourself doing doing whatever you want you know like screw what other people tell you to believe in screw this and that like i'm living by my own rules and i am making my own sounds and i think that's like a really beautiful experience especially when you get to hear other people you know come out with their punk music and they have such a different experience than what yours is but it's like you still get inspired off of it you know what i mean 100 percent. really nice um okay so you briefly mentioned actually you deeply mentioned how music is very subjective that being said, is there a general message that you would like to communicate to other artists or other listeners on like how to maneuver around the music world? Okay, so just to clarify the question, because I want to answer like a completely different thing. You're talking about how what I would pass along to other musicians trying to do something within music or something I would like to pass along in my music, uh, like kind of vibe wise. We'll touch on the second question. I meant more so like the first one. Is there any piece of advice that you'd like to offer? Be yourself. Um, don't be a jerk. And imposter syndrome will always kind of be there. But if you're um, kind of confident in yourself and you just, you know how to be like, I'm going to say like a friend or like just a buddy, like you'll, you'll get where you need to go. Because like I said, you could not be the greatest uh, singer or guitar player. But if everyone in the band likes you, you're gonna stay 
unlike you could be some next uh, i don't know like the greatest musician ever like writer like singer whatever even in the tech world uh it will kick you around because no one will want to work with you like i've i work in live events and it's so common when you're freelance being like you're gonna get hired again if you're not the greatest worker but everyone likes working with you instead of being the greatest roadie or whatever and everyone hates being around you what do you do uh, i would do sound i do sound and lighting for like live events that is so cool how'd you get into that uh well it started in high school i couldn't like i was like i'm not gonna make enough money in life just playing guitar and i was like what's the closest thing i can be to on stage um and get paid and i went i'm gonna do sound and lighting and then in high school i got a job with a production company working in their shop and doing like setups and stuff uh and i just graduated from sheridan college uh this past spring in their technical production program so i now have an advanced diploma in live events like for sound and lighting wow that is so cool that is actually so cool i it's like really admirable that you kind of like set this goal way back when you're like this is what i love this is what i want to do and you're finding like ways to put yourself in that environment because at the end of the day we're always learning from our environment our surroundings we never know all the answers so being in that environment and constantly seeing all these different um ways of creating and um, ways of singing you know different genres and stuff it's like it's really inspirational have you always gotten support that's another question i want to ask did you always get the support from your friends your family in pursuing your dreams because i know that the arts field can be really difficult yeah no everyone's always been super supportive my family at least because uh, I, I guess i'm just really lucky uh my parents are always like yeah like i think my, my parents have pushed me even harder to pursue what i enjoy because they're like you could work a nine to five and hate your life or you could do like uh, live events, which I'm currently doing. Well, not right now because COVID uh, and I haven't really done it much in the past couple of years because of COVID, but they've been on top of me being like, yeah, do what makes you happy. And especially like you get to a certain point uh, with working live events, you can go on tour and see the world to a certain degree, which maybe one day I'll get to, who knows? Um, something about staying kind of local is fun to me. But one thing about live events, it's so, as a freelance, at least, I can really, I'm my own boss. I can say when I want to work or it's like, if I want to go on tour with a band playing or whatever, I can like, all right, so I'm free this time or like these weeks or this weekend or whatever, do shows, which is uh, really helpful for me, at least, as also still trying to pursue that music in a, to a certain degree. That's, that sounds really fun. That sounds so fun. I'm like living through you right now. Here's a tricky question, though. Um, so say you start talking to someone who, and you, and you realize that they have like a huge passion for music, just like you, and they connect with you in, in regards to like their love of music, but they don't have that same support. What would you say? Uh, grip it and rip it. Just do what makes you happy. Pretty much. Like you might not have the support, but you can, like, you don't need technically support really at the end of the day, as long as you support yourself and you, you know, you want to do it enough go for it what about like family relationships or friendships and stuff that might get caught in the crossfires of you trying to pursue your dreams if your family wants you to be a doctor or accountant and you're like no way i'm doing it just do what makes you happy like yeah you might burn some bridges along the way but at the end like as long as you're happy that's the only thing that actually matters like who cares what other people think 
That's true. I mean, to a certain mm-hmm. degree, you probably don't want to hurt people in the process no. of becoming yourself, but no, 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 no. Like definitely not hurt people, but I don't know if like with friendships, if your friends aren't going to support you on what you want to do, why are you, why are you hanging around them? You know, like you, all your friends should be like, yeah, go for it. Like, that's what friends are for. Like, I don't think I have any friends that would ever be like, no, don't do that. Unless they're like, don't work with this company because they're questionable and you'll get hurt. <laughs> Yeah, it's amazing that you get this support. That's like a really, really great thing to have, especially because it is such a competitive and difficult industry. And returning back to like um, the idea of like being nice to everyone, I remember watching a video and in this video, someone was saying how like, you will not make it in any industry, but especially the arts industry, if you're mean. Like people don't like mean people. That's not cool anymore. We're past that. Yeah, you know more of the whole Gene Simmons ego thing. Because that's just a waste of time. Like, you're not going to get anywhere because no one will want to work with you. Because um, it's, what's the point? You know? Yeah. Like, why be mean? It's, it's, it costs you nothing to not be a jerk, you know? So, yeah, might as well like, just be, like, supportive of everyone. Exactly. And I find that, like, the most successful people in life want success for other people as well. They wouldn't want to bring them down or anything. Like, they'll want to share that happiness and success because, I mean, they've gotten this far, you know? It, it, like whatever like there's no right way to make it to a certain point but like there's like so many tips or like tricks that people have learned along the way because it's all you know you know you try this out it doesn't work okay well let's you know go down this room let's see where it goes. it's all trial and error you know so uh, but with people who have made it it's like okay don't live by exactly what they did because it won't work especially in the arts industry it's very they got lucky so do some things that they did or kind of in that sense but at the same time be your own person be your own entity yes exactly a lot of the times people um they'll be like okay like the music industry is unrealistic the acting industry the arts industry is just so unrealistic because like it's unstable it's it's shaky so like how are you really going to make money off of it what would you tell the people that think that it's unrealistic to pursue a career in the arts i'd say uh go into it with no expectations um because then you're never a failure in your own eyes <laughs> Which is, honestly, point. it's like if you go in with like no expectations everything is almost a bonus it's like cool i got this gig that will lead into this gig cool didn't expect that to happen but super happy it did i'm like i feel like as artists we have we start off with these high expectations like whether you're an actor like i will win an oscar it's like will you though like how many people in the world won an oscar and the amount of people that win one a year same as grammy or whatever it's like it's unrealistic to the sense to get to those points in your like stages is less than like one percent like you like it's so hard to make it so you go in with no expectations and you just do it because one you enjoy it just, yeah, but do it because it makes you happy. Don't do it for money. Absolutely, I think that is the biggest thing. But then again, like not doing it for money, then people are like, "Wait a second, but like I can't, I can't move to this place. I can't pursue this because I don't have the money to do so. Like I don't have that financial freedom. So like, why wouldn't I do it for money? You know? No, I'm not saying don't do it for like zero money. But at the same time, like you'll probably end up if you want it enough, you'll get to the point where you can. You can make it some money. Like, no guarantees you can live off of it. Like, you'll probably have to have another job at the same time, yeah. which most people in the arts already have. 
whether it's, you know, teaching an instrument or acting lessons or whatever, um, you know, you gotta find a way to make money, uh, doing what you enjoy. Because they're, they're, like, if you're talented enough in a certain way, you can probably find a way to make money doing it to a certain degree. It might be not be the exact same thing that you enjoy. Like for me, example, I found sound and lighting for live events. And that's kind of my route to being like, okay, I can, I can make money and I'm pretty close. Like this is, I enjoy doing it. It's fun. Uh, it's not the same rush as playing on a stage, but it's close and I can make money doing it. So go into it with no expectations is really the answer. Uh, and if you're good enough, you'll probably find a way to make money somehow. Okay. I get, I totally agree with you. I'm a teacher. Like I teach piano. That's kind of like my income as well while I'm pursuing what I love, even though I do love teaching piano still in the music industry. Exactly. You do. Like if you love it enough, you'll find a way to make money somehow. It's not the exact same thing as I don't know uh, for you if it's writing or performing, but you're still doing what you enjoy. And as long as you're happy at the end of the day. Yeah. It's about being in that environment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. So we say not to have any expectations. That's like a huge thing. And I agree because then, you know, like you didn't disappoint yourself. But on the other hand, what's the line between the goal like this is my goal and I'm reaching it versus expectations where I want this goal and I'm going to do everything I can. And this is what's going to happen. Like, uh, you just kind of have to, I feel like have sometimes having dreams and goals. Like for example, I was like, if I wanted to win a Grammy, which I don't really, cause I don't make music that would win a Grammy, but um, that's, that's almost an unrealistic goal. I think like, you can work your butt off your entire life and you won't get there. But if you set smaller goals and you, you try really hard, you can probably get there uh, with a little bit of chance. And you really have to work 24-7 at whatever you want in, in, in a way, if that's kind of what you're asking. No, that's definitely along the lines. Um, one of the things that also have helped me is expecting failure. Like, See, that's the whole going with no expectations. That's... Do you fail? Oh, well. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, exactly. Okay, I guess, like, on one hand, I am expecting to fail. But at the other, on the other hand, that's not my goal. Like, I just know that it's part of the way, you know? One of the things you said, though, is that the music that you make isn't worthy of a Grammy. Why do you say that? Because I don't really want to win a Grammy. Why? When you get into, I don't know, it's so gatekeepy, like, in the sense of, who are you to tell me I have the best album of the year? Like, shut up. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know if I would want to win one in the sense. It's like, I'm going to make what I want to make. Who cares? It's like the whole uh, Bob Dylan when he went electric. And there's a video of him going off stage, him just going like, they're booing me. <laughs> I'm doing what I want to make. Like, even Neil Young, like in some interview, talked about, yeah, I'm successful because uh, I make music I want to make. And if you don't want to listen to it or you don't like this different room I'm going to, don't listen to it. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. No, that's actually like a really good point. That's a really good point. I didn't think of it that way. But like when we say, you know, album of the year, artist of the year or whatever, it's like. Half the time I'm like, that album sucked. I didn't even like it. <laughs> that's actually not what I think. I have a pretty deep appreciation for like all music, but that's the thing. I have an appreciation for all of it. Even like I, I wish the background people got more appreciation, like the producers yes. and like the technicians that went into it. Cause you could have the greatest album ever, 
but it could be mixed awful and it would flop. Yeah. That being said, oh sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go, 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 go. finish. Your I was gonna say that being said though, you look at like a lot of proto punk. You look at like Velvet Underground and like the Stooges. The Iggy Pop mix on the Stooges like first like self titled. Oh man, it's awful. I love that album. Like it sounds terrible and it's great in every shape and form because it's so pure and raw. Um, so then, is it terrible? It, like I said, it's subjective. It's terribly amazing. Like, <laughs> like it's so imperfect that it's in its own right uh, a masterpiece. Like, it's a work of art. You look at the Andy Warhol like painting of a can of soup. It's Campbell's. It's not even like great soup. But look at where it got in, right? So that's true. And I was talking earlier today with someone about how um, you know I really like to pay attention to artists and how they give credit so a lot of like single artists or even bands they'll be like oh yeah like thank you everyone for coming out and like watching me and like listening to my music and stuff but at the end of the day there's like such a huge team that goes behind it and i'm always curious like are you gonna credit the the lighting team the sound team the backup vocals the backup keys the backup drum like whatever it is like and that like speaks volumes in my opinion on the type of artist that is singing on the stage like is it just you or do you realize the amount of work that's been put into creating you you know the like the whole production perspective even like i i bet for studio engineers i don't do much studio work other than like some like smaller stuff but they're like the whole crew is there probably like hours before the artist even shows up if not they start like the day before or whatever mm-hmm. and they will work their butts off and they will be there before the show for a couple hours and after the show for a couple hours yeah. and no one ever thinks about them they're just kind of like yeah which i think is lame and i think they deserve way more credit than they get yes so do i like their names should be known that like i don't know it's just it's so not fair <laughs> but yeah when we say like the best art oh my god the best album or the best artist i just combined those two words <laughs> um of the year it's like why is there a best there's so many different genres there's so many different artists there shouldn't be a best it's not a competition i'm kind of a, not a snob but it's i go deep dive into like like a subgenre, subgenre, like a like deep being like, oh, this is a yes. horror punk, but like slasher horror. Like it's just dumb stuff that I'm really into. And so, oh, like, people be like, yeah, this is just screamo. And like inside, I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm, sure, <laughs> but like, <sighs> you know, yeah. like there's so many subgenres that you can't really put everyone on the same field because it's, it's like what's the point everyone's different everyone's doing what they want to do yeah because then like you know when we say best xyz we're creating a mainstream why is it the best because you know most people voted that that is the best but that's not to say that the next person's opinion who doesn't think that is the best quote unquote is any less important and like i don't know i would hate to compare i don't know i'm just going to use like two random artists but even like adele and demi lovato I, i i don't really really listen to pop much but like to compare those two artists is ridiculous because they both have such talent why is one better than the other when you guys can both be successful 
Yeah, hundred percent. It's 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 nice that you brought up the whole Grammy thing to my attention because honestly, in my head, I'm like, who wouldn't want to win a Grammy? Grammy, you know, everyone wants to win a Grammy. The whole fact that it's people telling you what's good and what's not good, like have your own opinion. Yeah. Like enjoy it because you like it, not because someone told you to like it. You know, like yes. The whole thought of having no guilty pleasures, just like what you like. Uh, yeah. Why I, are you I try- guilty? Yeah, exactly. Because it's, it's good. Like enjoy what you want to enjoy and don't let anyone tell you different yeah no it's like a really deep and very important thought to be honest because everyone's constantly chasing to be the best but like why can't we just share the position of being the best it's... i definitely agree with that but in terms of your music is there any way that other people can find your work and your music um right now i have none out <laughs> uh but I, i'm always on instagram doing like live videos of me playing guitar uh, that's where you can reach out to me if you want me to play on a track or some something along those lines. Or even if you just want me to see your band and you'll get me in for free, that's cool too if you want. <laughs> well, that's awesome. I'm going to wrap it up here, but it was really nice chatting with you and thank you so much for coming. No problem. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And if you're an artist and you've got a story to share with a passion for music, please do reach out whether you're just starting out or you've been in the music industry for years. I would love to hear your story. Follow me on Instagram through my handle at Music Mentality with Angie. Or email me at musicmentalitywithangie at gmail.com. Finally, a huge shout out and thank you to the amazing editor behind these episodes, Aileen Tamer. Thank you so much for listening and see you next time.